Welcome to Party Like a Marketer, the podcast dedicated to cannabis marketing, public relations, and authentic storytelling. I'm your host, Lisa Buffo, the founder and CEO of the Cannabis Marketing Association. You can find me on Instagram at LeeBuff and Twitter at LeeBuff21. And you can find us at, at Canna Marketing and at Party Like a Marketer on Instagram. Whether you're new to this space or an experienced professional, Party Like a Marketer has something for you. Today's conversation features Laval Chichester. Laval is the founder of GrowthSkills.co and FlavorFix.com. Laval made Adage's 2015 40 Under 40 list for innovating in digital marketing. He's a growth-focused sales and marketing executive who has helped brands like Apple, Western Union, Harley-Davidson, and others, making millions of dollars off and online. Outside of the cannabis industry, Laval is a second-degree black belt, a bare-knuckle karate champion, and a dedicated dad. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Party Like a Marketer, the podcast focused on cannabis and CBD marketing and best practices. Today's guest is Laval Chichester, the CEO and founder of Flavor Fix. Laval, thank you so much for being here today and for joining us. Lisa, my pleasure. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you. You're an SEO expert. Uh, you're a cannabis expert. You've got a really interesting background and are doing some really cool things in the, fa- in the space. Can you tell us a little bit about your professional background and what you're doing in cannabis now? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm self-taught, right? So what I learned is, uh, and I, I run and founded a company called Growth Skills. It's a growth marketing agency helping brands um, make get clients and then increase the lifetime value of those clients online. And uh, I have a background in advertising. So I built and ran an advertising group for a company called Prefero. Uh, and then uh, I did that for six years. And then um, again, for a, another company uh, called Media Hub. And basically in that tenure, I evolved how that group does performance media. So like bidding, like you type into anything into Google and making sure that our clients rank. And the way I changed it was to integrate SEO with paid search. And this is back in like 2013. And doing that basically took the group from 500K to 2 million really, really quickly in less than a an year and then to 5 million. And those, and and like we are- In revenue? In revenue. Or yeah, viewers. Yeah. In revenue. And then for our clients, we work for Apple, um, Western Union, Kaiser Permanente, all these major brands. And I ran a lot of uh, Remy Martin and Diageo, like alcohol marketing. Um, and that's why, why it makes sense for Flavor Fix. But that put me on ad ages 40 under 40 list, right? Because- that comp- they didn't know what they were doing. And be- and it's only because I was self-taught. I was like, wait, you guys are doing this all wrong. If you want me to run this thing, I'm going to run it, but this way. And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, okay, just, you know, hold my tequila. Let me get this done. And, and the results, they're like, wow, we have no idea what is happening, but you just made us money. And that agency got sold to IPG, Interpublic Group, which is one of the big, big four holding companies. And, uh, and then I, I went on to do other things. But in that time, I founded, I founded Growth Skills because I realized that, like, from a performance standpoint, these companies are only allowed to get the customer, a client, right? And if I talk to them about, like, web-based content marketing, they look at me like I'm stupid. And I'm like, wow, you guys have no idea what you're doing. You understand the premise of building a TV spot, but you have no idea 
what to do online. So then I said, okay, I'm just going to build a growth marketing company called Growth Skills, which where we do growth marketing, but we also teach people how to do this. But the point is that we get you the customer, but then we increase the lifetime value of that customer using email marketing and content because it's not enough to get you a customer, right? That's table stakes. But if I increase the, the, the average order value, right, the customer cart, and if I'm able to increase the purchase frequency, like how often they, they buy, I'm going to make you a ton of money over a longer period of time. And that's the game we're in, right? Like just getting you a customer is like, you know, like anyone could do that. Um, and that's what we do. So, and, and, and I founded Flavor Fix because uh, GSK and Pfizer launched a, a CBD brand called 36 Bushels. They came to us, they're like, here's $50,000 to basically buy ads in Google and Facebook to get to reach this audience. And it's super impossible. The ads kept getting blocked. And then I was like, wait, we had a very similar problem in, in spirits for Remy Martin and these guys. And then I was like, there's no actual website that really focuses on cannabis, alcohol, and CBD. And from a behavior standpoint, people like to get crossfaded. That's just what, how people do. And there's a, a big study that just happened about the, the, the overlap. And so we built Flavor Fix. We're like, okay, we're going to build and uh, an optimize and write articles and rank for this. And we've got like 10,000 uniques in a very short period of time. Our email list is exploding and we're doing extremely well. So that's, you know, that's how I also got into Canada. So that's what, that's the background. And Tell me a little more, a little bit more about the content that's on Flavor Fix and what you can find when you go there. Right. So on Flavor Fix, what we wanted to build was a, a resource, right, for all things CBD, cannabis, and um, and and alcohol, right? So recipes, strain information. We're the only site that actually has both distillery distilleries and dispensaries besides like Google pages, or maybe even Yelp might have them, but I think Yelp banned uh, uh, dispensaries. But so like, if you want to find a dispensary near you, we have that distillery near you, we, we have that, but also like strain information, right? So when, as people start as legalization, so cannabis is legal in New York now for both rec and medical. So, and that's where I'm based as that grows, right? People need to learn more information. And Leafly doesn't do the best job in those guys. So what we have is when you find our strain finder, we give you what the strain actually does to you. So effects and everyone has that, but we also do perfect pairings. This can cannabis strain pairs with this type of music. It pairs with this type of food. It pairs with this type of alcohol. And so we're lifestyle because uh, who just, you know, we know that, that, that you need this information. And then we took it a step further. We create high quality handmade wooden products like cutting boards, stash boxes, um, rolling trays and whiskey flight paddles. And the reason we, we, we did that is because we didn't want to, we're a brand of functionality, utility, right? We want to add flavor to your life. So if you have our rolling trays, our stash box, our cutting board, and you're having a party, we're adding flavor to your life. And it's a tangible experience that you have with, with, with our brand. You can't touch Leafly or Weed Maps. You could touch Flavor Fix, right? And our, 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 I'll send you a batch. They're, they're remarkable. The other thing is, from a branding standpoint, when, um, when 
we, we, our launch partner was Kaya Herb House. They're the first legal dispensary in Jamaica. What we did for them is we, we created a brand and we handmade custom branded stash box, rolling trays, wine boxes, and really cool things. We shipped it to Jamaica. They gave it away to some celebrities and it blew everyone's mind. They're like, holy crap, this is amazing. And then the CEO's like, like never have I ever would have been able to do this. And you just made us look so great, you know? And like the customers wanted more, like they gave it to the Marley family because they're in with them and, and like Beanie Man and Pop Can. And like, so for all these brands, especially like the Seltzers, we make like custom, custom, um, custom branded, uh, what are the coasters and things, wooden coasters. So the experience is totally different, right? And no one offers that to a brand that wants to like that that's in cannabis or CBD, right? Like our, our, um, our, uh, we're working with a client and they do edibles. So we're like, we're going to make you an awesome handmade, um, candy box. And they're like, what? That's crazy. You know, like stuff like that. And it just changes the game. And that's what we're doing. So tell me a little bit about what you're seeing at the intersection of cannabis and alcohol as far as that product category and any trends that you're seeing um, that, that would be important for our, our audience. And we've got cannabis marketers who listen to us. What are you seeing about the category? How is it changing? Where is it going? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my thesis is based on hum- human behavior. I know for, so cannabis went legal in Toronto. Um, my in-laws are established, retired. They love great wine, great bourbon. They tried, you know, they tried uh, and they're older and they tried cannabis and they loved it. So now that's their lifestyle. And I know for a fact, when you go to party, the younger generation, that's just what they do. So when you look at it from a behavior standpoint, people like to have cannabis and alcohol and um, and not like if you and the word crossfaded has a pejorative meaning, like because like no one needs to get drunk and super high unless you're an idiot or in college, because you're going to pass out, right? So, but I was talking to, people like it, nice glass of wine, a little tote, relaxation after after a hard day's work, right? So that that sort of intersection can be seen from a a behavior standpoint. But when you look at our Constellation brands, um, so they own Budweiser, like they own huge, they're a huge conglomerate, that, that own tons of alcohol, they bought a stake into yeah. Canopy, right? And then they increased the share because they know from the highest the level- cannabis brand. Yeah, right. Canopy, Canopy Growth is yeah. a, a publicly traded cannabis brand, but they know from the highest level that alcohol, alcohol and cannabis are going to pair. That's what. It, so from that level, from the macro macro, that's what's happening. From the, from the, the micro like behavior, it happens. And then AdAge just did a study that showed- I think there are like 30, 39% of people um, and, and the, the young folks love cannabis. They, and 32, they, they buy alcohol basically and they love whiskey. So like all the data is there. And then when you look in the segment now, so within, within cannabis, you have adult beverages and this is CBD and THC infused. It's one of the fastest growing uh, segments. There's a company called Can, C-A-N-N. When they went live 
they sold out. They sold everything out. So like it's it's going to happen. And because so look at the the growth of hard seltzers. No one wants to be hungover, bro. Like that's awful. Like so you'll drink white claw so you don't get hungover. And when if you're drinking a cannabis or CBD infused be- beverage, you'll get a little bit of high, but you're not gonna get hungover. And you're still fun time, low calories, all all the stuff that you don't get with alcohol. That's that's where this market's going, and is gonna be huge. It's already huge, actually. And and you see it like there's uh, cannabis infused beer, wine, all sorts of stuff. And it's interesting too, because even on the industry side, marketing, right? Our our cannabis marketing regulations follow the alcohol industry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks who come, who are working in this space and are working on these brands and putting out these campaigns and doing messaging are former alcohol uh, marketers or communications Absolutely. professionals like who me. saw a very, yeah, who saw a very natural mm-hmm. um, transition into this space. So I, I think it's also being approached on the industry side with that lens in mind. And in, uh, we're from Colorado. Colorado's um, Amendment 64 campaign, the, the slogan was regulate marijuana like alcohol. So there mm-hmm. is there are a lot of parallels on, on both sides there. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I, yeah, I so tell me, uh, yeah, it is. And I'm, I'm excited to see where things go with Flavor Fix and, and how you guys grow as well with the emergence of these brands. I remember I said this, that we're, we're going to be the place that you have to come to to reach the cannabis, CBD, and alcohol audience. And the way you grow an alcohol brand as well, and it's going to happen, any brand is through sampling, right? And people come to our site for alcohol information. When we put up, here's, here's, a, here's a cannabis CBD-infused beverage brand you should try, they're going to try it especially if we give them a discount code, they're going to try it, right? So we're going to be the place where these brands have to come to, to advertise and reach this audience because there's a perfect overlap. Um, and also, you know, if you're cannabis and that audience as well, but um, that's where we see ourselves really, really growing, helping those brands grow. And, and you see it, like I know PAPS, um, PBR, PAPS, uh, they're launching a cannabis infused and T, yeah, THC, CBD and THC infused beverages, like hard seltzer. So like, it, it's only a matter of time. And we've grown super fast, right? Like, it's crazy. Like I was telling you, you know, we, we grew really, really fast. So like, it's only a matter of time until we, we have like millions of traffics and a massive um, email list and all, all those all those types of things. Um, so we're super excited. And what advice would you give to um, cannabis beverage marketers in this space? What would you say to those who are working for these brands and making these products about how to really make their marketing dollars go further and, and where to invest their time? So I would just say in general, for any cannabis or CBD brand, what you have to do is invest in search engine optimization. So SEO, right? And ongoing content from a content hub like a blog. Because right now it's extremely hard to actually bid on keywords on Google ads or on Facebook and Instagram. So, so the way to really, really grow is when someone searches for cannabis brand, a CBD infused cannabis or whatever, whatever the, those terms that are relevant to your brand, you have to show up. 
right? Because search is a human behavior. When we were cave people and we were hungry, we crawl out of our caves and we search for food. So, so um, mobile devices and search engines make that super easy. So if you do not show up, you're not gonna get traffic. And, and this has been proven by companies like TripAdvisor, all these big brands basically just use search engine optimization to go directly to the, to the client and make a ton of money. When you look at Casper, the bed in the box mattress, they did the same thing to sell tons of mattresses, right? So if you're building a cannabis brand, even if you don't sell online, when someone searches for whatever, you know, uh, cannabis infused seltzer, your brand better show up. And that's what we do, right? So for all this on the flavor fix side, we rank for all the strains and all those, those things, um, cannabis, CBD, oil, all, all the terms we rank for. And because we rank for each term, right, has X amount of searches a month. So, uh, so like um, mimosa strain, that term has about 50,000 searches a month, which is insane. So the volume is there. And you basically, <coughs> if you rank, you get a percentage of that search volume in traffic. And if your site is very optimized, you're going to get a percentage of that in a conversion, whether it's a lead or a sale. Right. So as we started on Flavor Fix side increasing in our rankings, our email signups started to increase. So now we're getting four to five new email signups to our email list a week. Right. Just because we keep ranking more and more and more for these terms. Right. And um, and that's how you make money online. Yeah, it's taking um, inbound is another way to think Absolutely. about the, the method of marketing, but it's really extra important. And we talk about this all the time in cannabis because it's something mm -hmm. you can control to some degree. Um, it, it's owned content on your own page. And this is a new category that everyone's talking about now, but they were not in the past. And there's Absolutely. a lot of information that needs to be produced. Um, and why I love this industry, it's a startup industry with startup entrepreneurs, but we have mm -hmm. to build the infrastructure. And that includes the content um, that that's going to lay the foundation for later on. And so it's on us as the industry and as brands to to do that and produce it. But if you do it right, it really can give you that leg up. Absolutely. And the thing about SEO from a content standpoint is we get the data of what people are searching for. Like I see a lot of brands in all industry just make the mistake of writing something because they think, oh yeah, someone told me to do content marketing. So they write a bunch of crap. No one's searching for it, right? So you have to start with finding what they're searching for and the, 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 the volume and then create that strategy. And this is what we help brands with. We do it for ourselves, but we help brands with and then write the articles and optimize it to rank for those terms. And, um, and then also the other thing is you need to get your ADA compliance fixed right especially if you're e-commerce um, e-commerce brand outside ada is the american american with disabilities act so basically if you have a website and um and blind people need to be able to access that website so the things you do for seo really help with that right how the content is structured how images are are, are set up because the braille readers that they have read the structure of your page and everyone gets this wrong, basically, right? In in general. So when you when it, and, and and you know, um, a young man sued Domino's because he couldn't order pizza. And since then, the litigation 
has gone crazy for ADA compliance in the, in the e-commerce side. And like Target got hit by a $6 million class action lawsuit. And, the, and, and so the, the range starts from 150K up in terms of the lawsuit. And it, it's like not that expensive to really fix your ADA and become compliant. And from just like being a decent human being, people use the internet more. And if you're blind and like, Cannabis is medicinal, right? It helps with cataracts. So right. if someone has a problem and you say you're a medical, a medical brand, then you better get your, you better make your site accessible to these people because they're depending on you, right? And so we really feel passionate and we wrote like the best guide that's currently on the internet on this topic. Literally, I read everything and I was like, oh, this is terrible. So we wrote the best guide. It's on free. It's uh, so I run a company called growthskills.co. It's on that site. So, so you have it and then um, anyone could download it. And then, uh, and we use that, and then, you know, also that's why flavor fix is performing so well, but we make sure our, our clients don't get sued and they rank well um, for SEO. So that's the other thing I would advise I would give because my, um, and I think I wrote this article for you, my, my theory is that, so there's a bunch of lawyers waiting, basically they, they look at sites, e-commerce sites that don't have, um, that are not ADA compliance and they sue them, right? And um, my, my theory is because of the growth of CBD and cannabis, right? The, the, the popularity and the explosion growth, they're like, this industry is gonna get targeted next. Um, it just makes sense, right? Um, and some brands have their stuff together and many of them don't. And the other thing I'll leave you with is from an SEO standpoint, get started right away, right now, because, and you know, every industry is different. So I, I help like FinTech companies. Like if you're trying to rank on crypto, good luck. It's like a hundred percent difficult because each keyword has a difficulty level to rank for, right? Because those guys are on it. They don't play around right? Um, but in cannabis, no one really knows. So it's really easy to rank for these terms right now. And, um, and you know, you know that, that's how the companies like Weed Maps and Leafly, they got, they, um, they got popular. Also, make sure you hire the right company because, because High Times got hit with a Google penalty and I saw all their traffic drop, right? And I have tools where I could are you going to do video? Because I could show you this. If you're going to, if, is this going to be yeah. a video? Let me show you this. Yeah. This will blow your mind. Um, let me just drop high times in here and I'll show you. Um, hi. When you do SEO wrong and you get taken out of the, um, of the, and I'll show you, I'll actually show you some, uh, keywords so when you when you get penalized by google google's algorithm exactly when you get penalized by google's out yeah okay let me share my screen because you're gonna see a lot of cool stuff where are we and if you are listening on one of our streaming services we have the video of this episode on youtube so just head to our website or youtube channel to to see this part absolutely so first every keyword this is what i mean every keyword so this is a keyword has a search, has a volume. So for wedding cake strain, 135,000 searches a month, right? Um, if you were to bid on Google for the strain, it'll cost you $3 to click, we're in position eight, right? So for the number of strains we've we've ranked for, like we're, we're just killing the game, right? And 
you know, this is this is uh this is a tool that we use to do research and and you know and and basically plan what we're gonna do. So we literally say mimosa strain has this amount of searches. We're gonna create a page and optimize it to rank for mimosa strain, and then do this. Like we we produce so many articles, right? And this is the game. And right now it's very it's easier to rank for these terms. And if I dig into the details, um, I'll show you. Let me just click that. And then I'm gonna set up, um, this is actually a client we're, we're talking to right now. Uh, but let me show you how, what happens if you do SEO wrong. And High Times is a publishing set. So they make their money off of the traffic that they get. So them getting hit um, by SEO thing is crazy. Um, so let me load this. So you see that each keyword, right? And there are all sorts of keywords. Look, how, many, how many ounces in a pound get searched 673 times, right? And this is like a generic thing. It's like, you know, someone's doing math homework, yeah. searching it. But when you go into weed strains, right? 60,000 times. And it's just insane. But the difficulty to rank for these things are, is very low. So this, this difficulty, keyword difficulty is a number from zero to a hundred and a hundred is really hard. So crypto, what is Bitcoin is like a hundred percent difficult, right? Um, so when you look at, and uh, so now what I'm saying is now is the time because there's enormous volume of searches, right? So intent and demand and very easy to rank for. So now is the time if you're a cannabis or CBD brand, get in there because like if we just started this and we're already beating Leafly and Weed Maps and all these companies because we know what we're doing, you know, you should get in the game. Um, and we're happy to help anyone, anyone rank in here. So if you look at high times now, it's funny, we target some, oh, obviously we target the same keyword, so. And so what this shows me, so this is, I'll show you the overview for, for Flavor Fix. Your keyword basically should be going up in rankings, right? That shows that you're doing your job well, right? Because you're ranking for more and more keywords every month. If that drops, there's a problem, right? Um, and when you look at high times, let me uh, go to the overview. And SEM Rush, they do have a free tool, and they'll, I think they will run like a free analysis, but then there's a paid version. But yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is a really common tool. Yeah, yeah. Rush is one of many tools, and they're a, um they're a paid tool. They have a freemium model, but we let like. If you're gonna do this professionally, you need to buy this. And I like I live in this tool. Before I even start a business, I use this tool, right? Before I even buy a domain name, I use this tool and I think about the product because I do the research. So the reason my our company is called Growth Skills is so that we can rank for growth marketing terms and skill-based terms because we're a learning platform. The reason it's flavor fix is very, very similar, right? So now when you look at this. First of all, if they're a publishing site and their, their keyword growth is negative 35, they've got a problem, right? They're not, they've lost revenue 
and traffic and all of that. Now, when I looked at this, if you see this, so usually if you redesign a site, people don't know what they're doing. So they'll, they'll hire a company that says they know SEO, they re redesign the site, they mess up all the, the, the SEO and then the, it drops. It usually comes back up. But when you see this, this means you got penalized by Google. This means you did something shady and they no longer indexed you because you they were ranking for 281,000 keywords. And these keywords have enormous volume, right? You know what I mean? Enormous volume. So this is a ton of traffic. When it goes away, yeah, you got problems. So, so I'll explain it to you this way. Expedia hired an agency that did some messed up SEO tactics, black hat tactics. They got penalized by Google and their stock dropped, right? That's how real this is, right? Um, so you can hire the wrong company to do this is what I'm saying, right? And so your growth, when you look at this, it should be like this. It should never fall off. And, and Google ebbs and flows up and down is fine. Things happen. But, um, and, and just when you compare it to us, so like, and from a strategic standpoint, I looked up every single keyword that they lost ranking on and we created content to take this, this, this opportunity, right? That's how like serious we are. Um, well, and so you're, but you're saying here that there are, the reason that this happens is if you are doing SEO wrong. Wrong, yeah. So they did some like, and there's all rules that you're not supposed to do, like buying backlinks and all these things that if you do it, and some people like to like, because it's real money if you rank, right? And it's, and, and Kevin's yeah. not that competitive, but in some industries, people are willing to, to buy links to get ahead because if they're ahead for a month, they make a million dollars off the terms. Um, <clears throat> when you look at, at us, we just started, but we're skyrocketing in the terms that we're ranking for, right? More and more top three, yeah. all sorts of terms. And the fact that we're beating Leafly and Weed Maps, who are totally established, they're IPO'd. Um, and what really makes us different is when you work with, with, with Flavor Fix and Growth Skills, we'll, we'll add you to, um, oh, we're, we're selling this shirt. We'll, we'll, we'll help you rank, right? We'll add you to the content. We have a, a growing audience, as you know. So we'll add you to our site, but from a publishing standpoint where publishers get wrong, they don't actually, so they'll say, hey, do a campaign with us, right? They'll add stuff to their site. They'll say, okay, cool, here's your traffic. But when the client goes away, they didn't actually help them optimize their own properties. And that's also what's different about us. If you do a buy through Flavor Fix, we're gonna look at your own website and say, hey, you need to optimize X, Y, and Z, put this type of content on so that you could actually grow. Right, because once you're done your three month buy or whatever buy you do with us, we want you to keep growing, right? Like, and no one does that. None of these publishing sites do it. Even on like New York Times, any of those studio models, like New York Times has T Studios, they will literally build content on New York Times, which only really helps New York Times. You understand? And it's pretty crazy. It's like. I'm going to, I'm going to, and it happens in alcohol. So I know the team that runs Remy Martin, right? Remy Martin spends, and I'll show you this. This is crazy to me. Well, so, can you also explain um, as you're doing this, the, the ADA compliance and what that looks like? Absolutely. Yeah. So Remy Martin paid 
I think it's this one. Paid Vine Pair Publishing to run presented by sponsored this, these things, right? But okay, Vine Pair has an audience, but if I click here, all of this, and first of all, this article is like the most basic thing, but they probably spent 50,000 to $100,000, right? I bet you this article, if from ADA compliance, if I save this, this is not optimized for this image. It's like Remy Martin Esper, like infographic version, like that's not optimized, right? For, for this image. So image, and this is SEO and ADA compliance, right? But in my opinion, this is a waste of money for Remy Martin because I know for a fact that this team at VinePair did not go to RemyMartin.com and say, hey, I know you did this buy with us. That's great, but you need to do X, Y, and Z to optimize your website as well, right? Because them writing this article only makes this site more profitable. So basically the brand is paying VinePair to create the content on their site that's gonna get them more traffic. And that's so why the publishing model is flawed. So you're saying for SEO to really work, the content that is made not only has to be in alignment with what Google wants, ADA compliant, but it also has to be um, optimized for the site's experience on both the publishing site and how it connects back to your exactly. brand site. Exactly, because if, if they just do an article for you, so what for Remy Martin, what we would have done is we would have done an amazing article series, right? And published that and email blast and all that. But then we would have went to Remy Martin, their website and said, here's what you need to fix on your own site as part of that process. And no publishers do that. And tell me a little bit about what, um, what these ADA compliant features look like on a website. Like Perfect. what do brands need to be thinking about when they are, uh, yeah, because I know there's some there's some plugins and there's some different mm -hmm. tools out there, uh, but just talk talk us through that so our our listeners can understand what they Absolutely. what they're missing. I'm gonna so Growth Skills is the the growth marketing agency that uh that I run and we own, and I'm gonna go to really really show you it. Um, the guide is on on uh, on the site. And, and I also wanted to mention uh, as an antidote quickly, the, the New York Times actually just put out an article detailing the ADA issue and the way that the law was the compliance issue, the way that the law was written is they effectively didn't establish an oversight office. Mm -hmm. So oversight happens through the courts. Exactly. And, and lawyers are really, really, um, it's the cottage industry. Yeah, exactly. So basically we believe the SEO does two things, it increases the visibility, but also accessibility. And there, there are very specific things that ADA helps, right? So speed, um, that's one thing. The structure of the site, so H1, H2. So this is an SEO thing that we fix, but when we fix it for SEO, we, we, we fix it for ADA. Because the Braille readers, if you don't have H1 tags, H2 tags, H3 tags, the Braille readers don't know what the site is about. And also the, the search engine crawlers don't know what the site is about. So this hierarchy is super important for both. Um, meta titles. So a lot of the times, like meta titles are just not optimized. And this is huge for SEO. 
So this is an example of Domino's Pizza. Um, and this is just not optimized, right? Because they're trying to, they have all sorts of stuff in there. The rules for optimizing a meta title is the keyword in the front, a value proposition, and then the brand name at the end. Um, then navigation. So the, the actual structure, because the Braille readers will literally read our services, our company out loud, so that the person knows where they are on the site. And if this is all crazy, you're not like, you're, it, it's, you're not compliant. Also, um, this is a huge SEO uh, ranking factor using this navigation. And the readers are tools that the folks who are searching have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, there's response. It has to be responsive and mobile friendly. So there's all these things. Images are huge. So most, and I just showed you that on VinePair, most of these, they don't have alt text. So alt text. So uh, uh, a company a crawler, search engine crawler, and a braille reader can't understand what the image is about. So you have to use, you have to name the file name, right? Targeting the um, targeting the 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 um, what you're trying to rank for, right? And you also have to add alt text so that they could read that, and then it understands that this image is about X, Y, and Z. And I'll show you on like one of our stream pages so you get a sense of what I mean. And I, I've seen some folks start to do it, actually put alt text in their captions on social media as well, where the alt text is describing what the image is. So, yeah, and I don't know if- exactly. it's, it's, Yeah. Right, it, I mean, you, you need to have this, right? Um, and there's all sorts of other things. Let me just, this is one of our, also like the structure of the page. The fact that we have a table of content, um, if I save this image, it's London, it's named after the strain, right? And then our, our tool automatically adds the size, but it's named after this strain, right? Um, the also thing about our, our, when you actually create content and you rank for SEO, you basically have to make your brand different. So when I was telling you, we have the feelings helps with the negative, but we also have that it pairs with music, food, spirits, and all those things. And that's what makes it different, right? So, so when someone goes to Leafly, a strain there, they probably prefer our strains because we have other things in here, right? Versus just this information. Right. So your content can't your content yeah. just it can't just be the same crap, man. If it's the same stuff online, it's spam. Literally, it's just spam. So don't spam people. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so the, so from ADA and what we actually go ahead and do. And, you know, some of this is controversial. We use uh, uh, ADA compliance widget that sort of helps. Um, it's a, called an overlay widget that. Um, I might, the site is loading a little slow because of uh, the video and all yeah. that, the streaming and stuff. But we have an ADA widget that, um, let me see if it'll pop up. Have it on this site as well. We have I've a seen little, it. it. It looks like the little uh, handicap yeah. symbol in the, yeah, exactly. in the bottom so corner. Basically what that allows, it, it, it's an overlay widget. And what it allows people to do is, is, so if I have epilepsy, this might trigger me right? Because this is scrolling. So I could turn it off this scrolling, right? And, and that's a temporary fix because ideally your site should be built ADA compliance versus using one of these overlays. 
but in the interim, it's a very good solution to as you get um, as you start to grow. So also, so you, you just don't get sued. Um, so th yeah, those are some of the things, and it, it's just very very important, right? And again, people just miss the mark on all of this. They like they just don't know about it, right? And and we're tip of spear. We're like not only are we good at SEO, but within SEO, we we actually are cutting edge on the ADA front. And um and what's yeah and and so that's that's how we roll, man. Because uh you can't like I used to be a baron. I'm a I'm a secondary black belt, right? And I'm a bare knuckle karate champion. I'll send you a video. I knocked this guy out like really really quickly, and um in like 15 seconds. But I always equate um I always equate ranking on a search engine, like a bare knuckle karate fight. There's no second place, right? Because if you're in position one, you're gonna get right. traffic, right? If you're in a bare knuckle fight, you blink, you're done, right? So like, you have to be like super serious about it. And their companies, like the thesis of Nerd Wallet, like Bankrate, all these companies, especially like the FinTech space got a lot down. Their thesis was I'm going to use a search engine to rank for these terms and then make a ton of money. Same thing with TripAdvisor. So these guys are super focused on that. And also that's why Leafly and those guys IPO'd because they're getting all the traffic off of the, off of the, um, off of the strains, right? And there's room in cannabis for other brands to do the same. We proved it on ourselves, right? Yeah. Always practice what we preach. So, um, but you have to take it seriously because you know you're you're we're competing against people who really take it seriously, and they're gonna outrank you if you don't. And that's just what it is. And they're gonna make the money and all of that. And um, we're we're coming up on our last five minutes here. So I want to how so to take this into an action step. How should business owners be thinking about this as far as an investment? Um, financially, either what, mm -hmm. what these things cost, um, human resources, yep. how, how, if a brand is thinking of like really investing in SEO, walk us through what they need to think about and how. I would tell them to take this extremely seriously, put aside 10 to $15,000 a month in your budget for someone to really do high quality SEO, right? Um, starting with an audit, then implementing that audit. Once that is done and your technical foundation is done, you have to build a content engine where you research what, what, what content to write. You write that content, you design and optimize it so it ranks for that, that keyword and you do that every month, right? Because the technical aspect is the beginning, but it's about continuing to grow that every month is what you have to invest in. And you know, there are a bunch of hack SEO shops, right? That just produce garbage. They're like, yeah, we'll $3,000 a month for this. And good luck because you're going to compete with us, like with us and we don't play around. And, and our model too is we're going to get you that traffic. But once that traffic converts, then we're going to make you more money out of that customer because acquisition costs continue to rise because as people also get more advanced and, and it will happen, in cannabis, more people like us are going to start jumping in and they're going to get super savvy. And when that happens, it's going to be like the crypto space and all that. So once you, and so that means that it's going to be more competitive and harder to rank. So you need to start turning the traffic into leads or sales, e-commerce sales, and then 
increasing the value of those customers. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we do. Awesome. Do you have any, um, any final parting words for advice for cannabis marketers in this space on anything? Yeah. So from a cannabis marketing standpoint, what I tell people is don't just get, don't just get, um, don't just get your client rich, right? We have a very unique skill set from growth skills. A client will pay us, we'll make them money, right? But we built Flavor Fix, a property that we own because we're very good at what we do. If a client doesn't want to work with, that's cool. We're just going to make money for ourselves. It's all good, right? So build something of value that you own for yourself. Don't just keep making clients rich. Obviously, you're going to make our clients rich. That's just guaranteed but like clients usually they'll go find someone cheaper and all all that time to stop but like think about what you could build like that's why i love what you have you've built a, a really good association to help everyone but you own it right you could probably still do services for people but you own and your your association is going to run this industry right it's just a matter of time so that's smart that's what we need to do and now is the time now is the time to do it. And then once you build your brand, you went, what, I've, what I absolutely love about cannabis in the industry, everyone's cool. Like all the CEOs, they, they're very good people. They're good at what they do and they love networking. It's amazing. You know, so like just when from a marketing standpoint, just build something of value for yourself. And, and then, um, and obviously you help, help your brands grow and all of that, but just think about it that way. Don't be, now is the time to get in there and cre create value for your family and your friends, long-term wealth versus just like making a client rich. Like, you know, that's my advice. Absolutely. And Laval, how can folks get in touch with you or any contact information or websites yeah. you want to share? So flavorfix.com or growthskills.co. Um, or you could email me laval at growthskills.co or laval at flavorfix.com or just land on the site and fill out the form. Um, that's how you can reach us too. So um, yeah, we're, we're here, man. And, and we are obviously- And your name is L-A-V-A-L-L. L-A-V-A-L-L. -L. Yeah, um, that's me. Perfect. This is amazing. I, I'm, I can't, I love watching you guys. Awesome. You're gonna... Okay. Well, thanks Laval. We really. Yeah. So I said, I said, this is amazing. And I, I can't wait to be part of your journey of growth. Like this is what you're doing is amazing. Um, so congrats. Yeah. I appreciate it. And thank you for being a part of the community and joining us today. It was, it's like a slightly frozen. I think it might be my internet. Is it me? Is We're it me? back? Am I back? I don't know. <laughs> this is fantastic. Thank you for having me. I feel like it. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time um, and sharing your insight. And we'll share that information on the, the podcast page once we publish this. And thank you again so much. Awesome. Take care. Bye.